Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful 5th November 2022. Coming up in this episode of the Krusty Connect podcast. Yes, here's your paper straw in a plastic wrapper. Yes, more government malfunction, more hypocrisy, and more protests are virtue. And of course, the pandemic and amnesty that people have been talking about lately. Yes, yes. Fun times indeed, ladies and gentlemen. And all that and more come up to the show. Please stick around. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. I do swear and smoke cigarettes. Be right back. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues and life. Here's Krusty. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Crusting Up Podcast, episode 190. Here's your paper straw in a plastic wrapper. Yes, of course, Justin Trudeau standing up for the QP workers in Ontario, saying it's their human right and charter rights, all that good stuff. And yet, where was the ass clown when it came to the charter and human rights of the protesters in Ottawa this past February? That's my question, too. And where were the protesters and outrage uh, uh, helping? these individuals back in February, all that and more. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of stuff out there that's contradictory uh, going on right now. Now, I guess the workers in uh, Ontario's educational system are requesting another $3 and 25 cents more an hour because the average salary of these individuals is $39,000 a year. Okay. So my question is, is that the mainstream media has had, their their hands in this since well before the strike even happened okay and they've been weighing in all these experts coming in about human rights and charter rights and all this stuff oh the right to strike and how dare the government order us back to work and all this stuff and yet where was the outrage where was the outrage when the government ordered us to get uh more than two notional jabs where was the outrage where the government said uh we must get this or else. Where was the outrage when the Arrive Can app was going full bloom? Where's the outrage uh, when people realized that the federal government spent $54 million on the Arrive Can app when they could have done it for a fraction of the cost? Where was the outrage when the prime minister and his liberal cabinet members and a good chunk of the NDPers sat there and said yes to the Emergency Measures Act when there was no need to panic Where's the outrage when they arrested people and threw them in the cooler for more than 40 days because of mischief charges and, you know, other speculations? Where was it then? Right. Now we got the prime minister standing, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder, apparently, with these individuals saying that, uh, you know, you have every right to express yourself and every right to uh, talk about this and display this and express that. And yet, where was the outrage? when? You had truckers and blue-collar workers alike, and some citizens from Ottawa and some from Toronto and some from Montreal and Quebec and other parts of the country drive in solidarity with these truckers in February to stand up against the government and say, we've had enough, right? Where were the politicians then? Where were they? Hmm? 
nowhere to be found, right? So it just goes to prove that this day and age, you know, they want to dress you up something and tell you something totally different. That's why I use the title, you know, here's your paper straw in a plastic wrapper. Okay. It's bullshit. Context. You know, it is, it's gone out the window, you know? Okay. We'll back you up in this cause, but won't back you up in that cause. Okay. We'll back up this March, but won't back up that March. Okay. Federal government, the exact same thing when it came to railhead blockades, right? All these blockades going around the railheads, you know, people setting fire to certain railways, trying to damage them, trying to sabotage them, right? All in the name of a handful of people that apparently did not like the LNG pipeline in British Columbia. Okay. But there's been facts and figures that have been proven that there's a lot of First Nations and a lot of people in that area of the country that would welcome the LNG pipeline to bring jobs and to bring opportunity and prosperity to that area. But of course, you know, this is the day and age where, you know, everyone's a victim, but no one's a victor, right? Go figure. Now, when I look at the recent strike, I believe everyone has the right to strike or right to protest or express themselves. Okay. I believe everyone does, regardless if you agree with it or not. You know, there's some parts of the Freedom Convoy I did not agree with. Okay. But I never said they should not protest. They had every right to drive to Ottawa to do the thing. Right. They every, everybody has every right to march on any government building or any government compound and say, look, we've had enough of this. We had enough of that. Okay. As long as it's peaceful. <clears throat> but like, like I said earlier, you look at the contrast and the context of it. Everybody's rooting for these individuals making 39K. Oh, we need some more. We need some more. We need some more. Oh, what about the children? What about the children? What was your concern with the children when it came to masking kids up? What was your concern with the children when it came to emphasizing Zoom education via online? Right? What was your concern then? Where's your concern with the children when it, you're telling little boys and little girls they can swap genders? Where's your concern with the children when you're teaching them racist manifesto like CRT BS, right? We are teaching kids to be ashamed of who they are and to be ashamed of who, what history has taught us, right? Yet you're worried about people making $39,000 or less a year. Well, there's lots of Canadians who have raised their families on that much money and yet the government <laughs> wants to tax them. So while you're sitting there tooting the old virtual horn about rights and regulations, uh, the same government is charging you extra tax on gasoline, on the groceries that you purchase, and on the heat that you're going to need in this upcoming winter. So where are the priorities, ladies and gentlemen? No, don't worry. Let the big government tell you what they are once again. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. Yeah, getting back to the whole thing, what big government's doing too. Now, <laughs> the past few years have been really interesting in regards to the pandemic, the jibby jab and all this, all this glorious stuff in the name of safety and keeping us safe and keeping us united. Now, when I look at the trucker's convoy, you know, I might disagree with some of the things that certain individuals might have said, like that Queen Ramona lady thing, creature, whatever, calling her the Queen of Canada. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, she's right the hell out to lunch. Okay. And there might have been some bad people at those protests who tried to hijack uh, certain identities. 
you know, or certain platforms who try to get involved one way or the other. But when you look at the majority of the people that were there, they were just like you and me, blue collar aficionados, people that work for a living, people that want to go to work, people want to go about their business, make their money, raise their families, and live in a country full of peace, security, and the magic word, ladies and gentlemen, freedom. Not freedom, like uh, the left like to, to coin, right? Because the more and more people sit there and go, freedom, the more and more you want to sacrifice it, okay? The more and more that you want to take it for granted and be led by the nose hairs to be told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. All in the name of safety. We got to live in a country full of safety. We got to be safe from bad words. We got to be safe from raising fists. We got to be safe from guys like Krusty Canuck and other podcasters who, who, who disagree with us. Right? I don't think you're looking for safety. I think you're looking for comfort and coddling. Yes, and cradling. Oh, there, there. That's okay. You just give us more money and we look after you, right? You pay off the national debt and pay our salaries and we'll look after you. Right? That's what they're promoting. All right. Now I'm all for unions when unions represent the workers. Okay. Now both Justin and, and Jagmeet have talked about the workers, the workers. And yet both you ass clowns are screwing the workers up the pooch. Okay. Like I mentioned earlier with gasoline prices, grocery prices and home heating prices. Right. But you really care about the workers in Ontario now, don't you? Just like you care about the workers in Quebec and you care about the workers in New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, right? And then you really care about the oil workers out here in the West. Oh, we know how much you just love the workers, okay? And both you as clowns haven't come <laughs> from a family that worked and worked and worked. Your parents might have one way or the other, okay? But you're both born in well-to-do families and you never had to struggle for a goddamn thing in your lives. And I can honestly say half the liberal cabinet comes from the same background, too. So when you sit there and talk about uh, monetary policies and new budgets and proposed new spending, thank you, Miss Pint-Sized Twat, Miss Freeland, you know, and a, a few more billion being spent where? In Ukraine? On the so-called infrastructure you want to put together? Oh, oh, that's right. You know, the, the GST handout, the rebate, you know, 200 bucks over uh, six months. And not forget, you know, let's let that, that $500 lump sum that you're giving to people to help people with rent and maybe the odd mortgage payment. You know, that way you can give yourselves a round of applause or a round of clap for, for helping the middle class, right? And all those people you're, you say you're helping to get into the middle class. So then you can charge them more tax and put it up their chuff again, right? Well done. Well done, said nobody. Yeah, give yourselves a round of applause, eh? No, let's not. Okay. Now, when I look at these protests, I, I say again, everyone has the right to protest something. That's one of the principles how this country was created and, and found on. The right to speak your mind. And rightfully so. Right? I don't care what protest is going on. I don't care how this person feels or this group of people feel or that group of people feel. You got something to say, you want to protest it, protest it. But like I mentioned earlier, Look at the contrast here in the context of it all. People were up in arms about the convoy. But they weren't up in arms about the railheads being uh, set ablaze or uh, attempted to be damaged. Right? 
What, what, what were the up in arms when the BLM march was, was happening during the, the height of the pandemic, you know? Oh, don't, you know, social distance and don't do this and don't do that. But yeah, you can get together and, and uh, have a protest. Right? Okay. And now you've got these workers in Ontario protesting uh, against uh, a certain wage issue or not getting enough money. My saying is this, maybe you should have made better choices with your lives. Okay. If you're so worried about $39,000 a year, I don't know, maybe you should get a better job. Right? There are people in this country that cannot find meaningful work because of what happened with the pandemic and the jibby jabs and the demands and everything else. And all this solidarity that's going on in the greater Toronto area and other major cities in Ontario. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Speak your mind. I encourage it. We should all encourage it. Speak your mind. Freedom of expression is paramount. Rights to assemble and protest peacefully, peacefully is paramount, of course. Okay. But again, I say, look at the context and the contrast. This protest is good, but this protest is bad. That protest is fine, but this protest isn't. Which is it? No. Which side was actually fighting for your rights to be? The right to go to work. To earn a decent living. Don't have to worry about overhead costs or taxes or more debts brought to you by the federal government and some provincial governments too. No. Where's the contrast in that? Where's the fairness and equality in that? Right? Like I say, you worry about the, the, the children. Okay. Well, you weren't worried about the kids. You made them wear masks and do Zoom meetings. You're not worried about the kids when you're screwing up their heads about gender and ideology like that. You're not worried about that, no. But you're worried about a handful of people that are making $39,000 a year who might work 40 hours a week or who might not. Right? Like, look at the time that a lot of these jobs offer you and the time you have off from said jobs, too and still earn a salary, okay? Now, when I was in the military, uh, towards the end of my career, I was getting roughly maybe seven weeks off out of the year. Usually get a March break off. You have to burn so many days off a year. But I usually worked out about three weeks in the summer, three weeks at Christmas, and usually a week off in the spring. Not to mention long weekends, right? But there are also times, too, where I had to work through some of those long weekends and give up some holiday time because, you know, I was overseas times with family and friends I had to sacrifice too. You know, that's all part of military service. But you want to sit and scream to the heavens about uh, your rights, and especially the Prime Minister talking about uh, charter rights, charter rights. What did he do about charter rights when it came to the Freedom Convoy? Oh, that's right. Let's incorporate the Emergencies Measures Act, and uh, I'll go hide for four days and pretend I'm sick when I don't really have any balls to face my decisions. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And that's the thing, too. We're also seeing uh, a, a great amount of media moguls, bureaucrats, and politicians not being accountable for their actions or their decisions. Okay? Now, if you're making $39,000 a year working for an educational system, okay, whether you're a custodian 
or a teacher's aide or an assistant or a maintenance worker or a clerical worker, maybe you might have to get a better job or find some place that's going to pay you more than $39,000 a year. Okay. Because when you think about it, you want an extra $3.25 more on the hour. Okay. Now think about that for a second. Every dynamic, every time there's a raise someplace, there's also a raise in rental or a raise in mortgages or a raise in food costs or a raise in gas costs, what have you. Okay. I'm not trying to disenfranchise anybody who works in that system, but it comes to decisions. Now, my wife and I, we've had to struggle the past year. Okay. And it's been tough. You know, I'm doing an average of 50 hours a week at my job. Sometimes longer, depending on how much cattle come in, how much feed has to be processed. It varies, but I'm there to do the work. It's that simple. Where my wife works, she works her ass off. She deals with a lot of customers. She does a lot of time on the phone, a lot of time on the computer to get things done, to get things signed, sealed, and delivered in a timely manner. Okay? And this past year has been tough on us, you know, with making sure bills are paid, making sure that our heads are above things at a nominal level. But it's difficult because we're trying to get our savings back in order again, and that's where it's getting difficult for us. And we can understand that with other Canadians too. Okay? But it's a matter of choices, you know. Do I love my job? Well, I'm not in love with it. I like it. I kind of still look, you know, look forward to going to work every morning when I do, you know. But I do 10 days on and I do four days off. Okay. And those 10 days that I'm working are long days. I'm up around 4:30, have my coffee, watch the morning news, get some inside information, let my dogs out, start my truck up. And get ready to go and I'm on the road by 20 after five. And then I get to work, punch in around 10 after, quarter after six, start my truck up. And then we hit the road, start feeding these animals, getting everything on the go. And then at the end of the shift, around 3.30, 4 o'clock, I do my daily maintenance. By the time I punch out, it's roughly 4.30. There you go. It's a 10-hour day, sometimes 10 and a half, sometimes 11. On some weird days, it could be 12, but it's there. And they're long days, right? It's not the kind of job where you can sit around and pick your nose and wait for the second coming. <laughs> you're always busy. You're always mobile. But see, that's the thing. I made the choice to take that job because I needed it. I needed it badly. My own pension only covers so much. And now we have a government screaming about human rights and charter rights. And Justin Trudeau is just right there getting into Doug Ford's face about the whole charter rights issue. And yet... We forget so quickly the contradiction that he promoted, the hypocrisy that him and his backers supported back in February. Like they're sitting in Ottawa right now discussing that he said, she said, they said, they wanted this, they didn't do this, right? And we're not finding the truth again because the media is twisting it around, right? I'm going to put a video up of uh, a decent friend of mine there, Mr. Frank P. Vaughn, quite the outspoken individual. He's uh, a family man. He's a farmer, he's a citizen journalist, and he makes some great videos. And I'll put this on for you. And I want you, my lovely audience out there, you awesome people, to make a decision for yourselves. And this is his take on the whole issue when it comes to the, uh, uh, when it comes to, uh, the QP workers uh, talking about their whole rights and everything and how the government 
you know, hasn't really <laughs> paid attention to the finer details. So I'll uh, play this for you. And you can tell me what you think there, ladies and gentlemen. Frank Vaughn, and this is Canadian Underground Communication. And today I'm fired up and today I'm motivated. And I'm standing here in solidarity with workers all around this country who have had their charter rights violated, who have had their ability to protest stomped upon by this criminal Ford government who would dare use the notwithstanding clause that is built into the Constitution to force them back to work or to try and invalidate their rights as workers. It is a travesty that's gone on for too long. You see Jagmeet Singh, you see Justin Trudeau, you see the sensible people in this country coming out united to stand firm in their convictions that the charter is sacrosanct and it is not to be lightly violated. Of course, all of that is just bollocks because all of you who love this kind of rhetoric stood idly by while the charter was completely destroyed over the last two years. You allowed millions of lives to be destroyed over an ineffective medical product that actually solved no problems whatsoever. You stood idly by while students lost school years. You stood idly by while you put them in masks, these little kids, and you stunted their development. You stood idly by while people were locked out of work, had their careers destroyed, had their families disrupted, had their entire lives turned upside down. And now, over $3.25 an hour, you all of a sudden discover your passion for the charter? What a ridiculous proposal. We lost it already, and that's the message. It's not about the fact that I don't like QP, and I don't. It's about the fact that it was gone already. It was already taken away. The charter was already rode roughshod over it, and you allowed it, and you enabled it. You stood hand-in-hand hand with the government. Well, they destroyed your members. And now you want to play victim? Now you want to be the champions of workers' rights? You helped destroy those very rights. Now it's just a free-for-all of mob rule because the law no longer applies in Canada. And I've been telling people this for quite a while now. Do not rely on the law to protect you because it doesn't work anymore. When the government can just shunt it aside, when it can take the most sacred, sacrosanct document called the Charter, and it can say that compelling penetration, that compelling you to take part in a medical experiment is charter is totally charter compliant to destroy your life and destroy your livelihood, then the piece of paper that the Charter is doesn't matter anymore. And anybody who's out there virtue signaling right now about this who was silent during the destruction of the Charter, you get what you deserve. Yeah, really. Really. And well done to my Frank, uh, to my Frank, to my friend, Frank P. Vaughn there. Well done, my friend. And really, where was the outrage? Where was it? Where was the outrage when uh, uh, they, they called in every police officer they could to thwart the crowds? And there was violence there. Tom Missouri even testified that, that he saw more violence from the police than he did from anybody at the protest. Okay? So regardless of what your personal belief is uh, in regards to uh, the uh, protest, the convoy, well, uh, <laughs> why all of a sudden the outrage now? Okay, 
Where was the outrage when uh, 40 to 60 churches were burnt? Okay. Where was the outrage then? Where was the outrage, especially in this province, where pastors were arrested, people were fined and ticketed, where grown men were hauled off ice rinks while some politicians played in ice rinks? Where was the outrage where some politicians were telling you, don't you travel anywhere, no more than five people in your house, and they fuck off to places like Hawaii or Ireland? So you see what I'm getting at here with the contrast, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We have a bunch of hypocrites calling the shots for us. So-called educated officials with their degrees in bullshit and mockery telling you and me what we can do, what we can't do, where to spend our money, how much we got to spend, and how much we have to give away again every fucking April. Come tax time. Why? Okay. So, Frank, my friend, you nailed it once again. Well done, brother. Well done. Round of applause for you. Yes. And a round of applause for you, my wonderful audience out there, too. And just remind you, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please click like, subscribe, and share this all over your social media platforms, too. As you can see the red heading at the bottom there, you can find me on Podbean, Rumble, Spotify, Amazon, and Player FM, as well as here on the Tube and, uh, and other stations. If you want to share it this around, please do. Uh, don't, be, don't be shy. Send me a comment or two if you can as well, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, carrying on again with more of the whole episode 190. Yes, that's right. Here's your paper straw in a plastic wrapper. So that's kind of a metaphor kind of thing. You know, we're going to wrap everything up for you, but we're going to hand it to you in something we don't want you to use anymore. So basically, the powers of be are making us a shit sandwich, but they want to put some lettuce and tomato and maybe a bit of mayonnaise on it just to add some flavor. Ooh, sounds delicious. Ugh, fuck as if. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And this also brings me too to the point where there's a, a, a funny article that went around in the Atlantic. Now, I don't read um, the Atlantic. I don't read a lot of American publications myself. <coughs> Not to be uh, ignorant or to be unfair to my American uh, listeners and fans out there. Um, but Clyde do something or, uh, yeah, I think it's in Clyde do something. He has a, another channel there on YouTube and Rob Bootlier has a channel on Facebook too. Uh, those guys check them out too. I'll leave links to their work in my description. Um, and I'll leave Frank, uh, P Vaughn's, uh, video link in my description too. You can check his work out. He does some excellent videos. Ladies and gentlemen, check him out if you can. Um, but there was an article that came from the Atlantic, which basically, uh, says, Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. So I'll, I won't read the whole thing to you. I'll leave uh, in my description, but I'll paraphrase and I'll summarize what the article says. More or less this writer, she says that we should all be forgiving uh, with some of the rules and restrictions that went on uh, throughout North America, Australia, and the democratic world. Uh, just forget that it ever happened more or less. Basically the article speaks for itself. It's like she's talking to a bunch of children Right. And I, I'm seeing that a lot lately from so-called authority figures and bureaucrats and politicians alike to keep talking to us like we're fucking morons. OK, now, when it comes to how people were treated during the pandemic, it's not very impressive. How many people do you know personally that lost jobs? How many people do you know personally that were ticketed and fined 
and some of these outrageous freaking dogmas and doctrines that were forced and mandated down our throats. Like I mentioned earlier in regards to Alberta, how many pastors were fined? How many parishioners were fined? How many people of any faith were fined? How many people minding their business, wanting to do their thing, to enjoy whatever freedom they had left, were fined and ticketed? The ArriveCam app especially proved that. How many people were fined $6,500 for not downloading their information on some kind of government app? Okay. And here's some people who are writing these wonderful articles saying, oh, just forgive and forget and just forget it ever happened. No, I don't think so. Okay. Yours truly lost a job because of the COVID issues with masking. I had a signed note from my psychologist. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I see an actual psychologist on occasion to keep my PTSD in check. Okay. I like to remind certain journalists out there that you don't get PTSD from fucking words. You get it from real experience, real life experience. You know, when you have a worldview that goes beyond TikTok. Okay. There, I've said it. Okay. And this note that I received that I got from uh, my psychologist basically said, this individual cannot wear a mask any more than five minutes. Because I find it kind of impersonal to constantly do this and say, good day, sir. How are you doing, sir? Good to see you, sir. How's the wife? How's the kids? You know, all that kind of good stuff. And it, it's like Kenny on crack. You know, Kenny from South Park. Right? And I just find it very impersonal, and I find it very annoying. And it was, it was getting to me. So I had an actual doctor's note okay, that gave me some leeway. But the company I work for said, oh, we'll, we'll tolerate it and we'll accept it and we'll accommodate you. But they still made me wear the mask nonetheless. Okay. Now, when I complained about it, someone got really upset and they just didn't know who to talk to. So I talked to human resources at said company and they said they felt really, really scared and unsafe because of what I said. So this whole pandemic issue affected me too. Now that job I did have did not really, really affect me as financially as I thought it would have, but it's the principle nonetheless, because I showed up to work on time, did my job, volunteered my services and did a lot of work for those people. And there's two years. I still work at that company. And I know you see me because I see you some days too. Okay. Let's just say, don't be crying to me if someone hits you with a ball of your own crap or smacks you upside the head with a two by four. Because payback's going to be a real bitch. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at krustycanuck.ca. And when it comes to the whole, uh, let's declare a pandemic amnesty, forgive and forget. Well, it's not like you, uh, you know, stole our gym shoes during a, a basketball game or uh, took our cars for a joyride and scratched the paint. No, you had hotlines to call if you saw people gathering. Okay. You had a basically a tattletale system to tell the authorities if you saw more than five people gathering in whatever jurisdiction you lived into. You also uh, had lines in stores. And where to walk, how to walk, what to buy, what not to buy, telling people where to stand, telling people which side of the aisle they should walk down to to save them or to save yourself from whatever flying virus that might have been in the store that day. Okay. 
You also had people scream and yell at you if you walked into the store without a mask, especially a little punk kid saying, where's your mask, sir? You just want to say, where's your mother, boy? Do you know who your mother is? Right? Creating these rules to save your jobs. We've all heard the old adage, well, I was just doing my job, just doing what I'm told. Well, where I come from, yeah, I did my job too. But we also had the option to question unlawful command. And it's, it's amazing how some of these individuals never really question those unlawful commands. They follow the science. They follow the science. So any individual out there who took it upon his or herself to have someone fired because of their opinion or someone canceled because of their anti-mask, right? Or someone just ruined because they didn't follow the status quo. Well, I can say shame on you. But like I say, payback's going to be a real bitch too. Now, you know what they did to collaborators back in World War II? Okay, when the Nazis were defeated and when they surrendered and everything was getting cleaned up and the Allies moved into countries like Holland and Italy and parts of France and even parts of Germany too, where they started cleaning up the bad guys and putting the world safe again. You know what they did with collaborators? They brought them out in the street and they shaved their heads. Okay. And not just with clippers that you get at a barber shop. These are like little hand animal clippers where they take chunks of your scalp out as they sit there and rip your, your hair out. And they also covered a lot of these people in shit and piss too. Some of them were beaten with sticks. Some of them were shot. Some of them were kidnapped, never seen again. Now, I'm not saying let's kidnap some people and cover them in shit and piss. No, but let karma do the nasty work there too. Okay, let karma do something about that. Those individuals out there that enforced these restrictions and ruled with an iron fist, no matter what job you were in or position you held, okay, I'm not giving you amnesty at all. Now, will I still shop at certain stores? Probably. Okay. You know, what will I learn to forgive and forget? I might forgive, but I won't fucking forget. And neither should you, my wonderful audience. We should not forget these things. We should not forget the context and the contrast of what's going on now to what happened two years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago too. Let's not forget what's going on. Let's not forget there are people out there that really enjoyed the power of telling you and me what to do. And incorporating the fear and having the upper hand on said fear-mongering. Now that the smoke is cleared and people are getting back to work, we have ridiculous taxes and ridiculous prices through the roof because, oh, it's a worldwide phenomenon. You and I both know it's bullshit. And it's not corporate greed, yagmeat. Yeah, Shell made a lot of money. Well, because people need gasoline, that's why they made a lot of money and people bought extra gasoline too to save for a rainy day. So come January 1st, when you and your butt buddy, Justin, increase the taxes again, people might have a step ahead. Right? Don't eat meat, right? Because it's bad for the environment. Who knows how much cahoots you lotter in when it comes to bug eating? Hmm. I'm not going to eat meat bugs. What about you? Why? For what? Hmm? World control? Yeah. 
we, we, we've heard enough about the WEF, about Klaus Schwab and his bug eating, and you or nothing, and you really like it. Well, fuck you, Klaus. I got better things to do. I don't want to worry about Canada. I'm not going to worry about your little fucking plot. And when it comes to these government leaders who keep demanding more money, I'm going to highly encourage you, my listeners, my wonderful audience out there too. And before I carry on, I want to thank you all too. My subscribers went up to about uh, 10,315 so far. So give yourselves a round of applause for that. Well done. Thank you very much for giving me an opportunity and making this platform even better. But as I was saying, we pay a lot of taxes already when it comes off our pay. Right? I got a few friends of mine in my life that are struggling to pay some overdue taxes that they forgot about, apparently. But it wasn't because they forgot about it. It was because they paid too much. And the government can't do the math. And the government likes to reassess people on random. It's funny how we get into a national debt, and yet the federal government has to increase more spending, which they're proposing as we speak right now. You know, regardless of what the commissions are, are saying in Ottawa, when they're investigating the whole uh, personal emergency issue, or when they're uh, investigating uh, the money that was spent during the Queen's funeral, right? So there's a lot of fuckery going on here, and, and no one's taking responsibility, right? So it's up to you, your friends, me, my friends, your wives, my wife, and other people to, to start making sense of all this shit. And to take a proper stand, too. So here's my little suggestion for a stand. I would like you, my audience, okay, every time you send an email or make a statement on your social media, it doesn't matter if it's Facebook, Twitter, whatever platform you're on, put the hashtag, hashtag, don't file for number four, Trudy. Now, I'm not saying to my audience, don't pay any more taxes, okay? But I will say, don't bother filing for that clown. Don't give the son of a bitch the fucking satisfaction. Okay? Enough is enough. As I've said numerous times on my show, ladies and gentlemen, that when I look at my pay stubs, anywhere from four to $500 a pay comes off in taxes. And when I get my stub from my pension... Six and change comes off in taxes. Anywhere from about six and a quarter to about 630 and change comes off in taxes. That's not six dollars and thirty cents. That's six hundred dollars and you know, six hundred thirty dollars. <laughs> and that's four hundred and fifty dollars, sometimes five hundred plus dollars off my other pay. So roughly let's assume that I'm paying anywhere from fourteen hundred to sixteen hundred dollars a month in taxes. And they still demand that I file, I file because I might have some, I might have money hidden somewhere. I don't make a lot of money off this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I don't. On average, maybe 20 bucks a month. You know, I have a few uh, members on my YouTube page and a few dedicated subscribers for my Podbean that throw me $5 a month, which I'm grateful for. I'm not complaining by any means, but I'm not making a fortune off this podcast. So what's the government thinking? Right? I wonder how many other blue collar people out there are going through the same thing too. They'll pay anywhere from $1,200 to $1,600 a month in taxes. And yet, you have to file. If you don't file, oh, what's going to happen? Brr, roads, brr, schools, health care. No, it's for national debt. And we know the CRA is working for the bigwigs, trying to scrape the bottom of the, the barrel to get what they can. Because if they don't, then they're just going to authorize the bank to print more money. Right? 
Here's the thing you get on national debt. Open up the oil, open up our resources, and let free market reign. Hey, there's an idea. That would get the country out of debt in record time, but they don't want that, right? Third largest oil reserve on the planet, this country is. And yet we have to charge people for using it and import most of it. Hmm, isn't that just fucking odd, eh? Hmm. Who knows? Anyway, John, before I ramble on again, too, please consider liking, sharing, and subscribing. And please comment, if you can, to share this stuff all over your social media platforms. And if you feel like donating, please consider donating, too. Uh, like I said, I don't make a lot of cash with this podcast, but it takes wonderful people like yourselves, which I'm grateful for every time I do an episode. I am extremely grateful uh, every time I uh, put an episode up and I get some good comments. And I've had some really positive feedback over the past couple of weeks yet again. Thumbs up, kind words here and there. Thank you very much. I'm very grateful. But please consider donating too. Links are in the description where you can donate. Uh, five, ten dollars, whatever you want to give to. And an update too. My screenplay is done. Uh, like I mentioned there a couple months back, I was working on a screenplay. Uh, I've had a great collaborator with me, uh, Mark. I'm Ontario there. Great guy. Uh, fantastic work. He's in the business. So he knows how to get a good story out there. And with his mentorship and his imagination, I think we created a great story. I'll have some more details for that later on in the year or early next year. But uh, the screenplay is done. Now we're just trying to market it and get things on the go. So who knows? Maybe this time next year you'll see a great Canadian TV show with my name on it. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's in the works. And uh, I'll be back again on Tuesday. I'll do another episode. Last time it was a bit of a faux pas. I had some issues with my truck, which were sorted out at the time. But now I'm having more issues with my truck. I got it sorted out on Monday. But I'll be back Tuesday with another episode of the Crusty Up Podcast for you all there too. So this has been episode 190. Yes, here's your paper straw in a plastic wrapper. Basically, here's a shit sandwich for all you Canadians. You know, Justin's standing up there for uh, the QP workers. Here's a $500 lump sum. Yep, trying to make, uh, you know, work easy, life easy for all us Canadians when they're sticking it up our butts just in time for Christmas to get our goose early, right? Yeah. Anyhow. Like I say, always, ladies and gentlemen, do what you can to help each other in these trying times. Uh, where I'm living right now, we just got a pile of snow dumped on us, so winter is approaching. So help your neighbors out, shovel a bit of snow, maybe get a few more groceries for those less fortunate individuals too. If you can donate to a food bank, please donate to a food bank if you can too. I was actually going through my uh, my pantry there today, and I do have a few extra canned goods that I might just help out if I can. I'll drop it off at our local food bank there too. But do what you can in these trying times. Uh, do what you can to be good to people. If you're standing in line for a cup of coffee, you know, whether you're in the drive-thru or actually in the store, take a look at the guy behind you and buy his coffee or her coffee too. Just, just to share some humanity and, and just a little bit of goodness there. You know, uh, Remembrance Day is coming too, so I booked a day off there to spend some time with my veteran buddies and reflect and uh, reminisce about the days of service and remember uh, those who came and fall bef fell before us. Never forget. Anyway, I've been Krusty Canuck on this beautiful 5th November 2022. I wish nothing but good things for you all. And, uh, you know, like our grandparents used to say, keep your chins up. You know, stand up straight. Do what we can. And let's keep fighting the good fight. All right. 
and uh, do what you can to help your neighbors out. And uh, like I always say, humanity and merit wins the day. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Stay sane and thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Well, smack my ass and call me Judy. Well, smack my ass and call me Judy.